come on over and we'll have we'll have some tea. Do you drink tea, Matt? I do not drink tea. Okay, well, I have uh, some coffee tucked away in a in a dark, dingy corner that um I can give to you. No, it's it's like instant coffee, but um yeah, you can come over and we'll roast marshmallows. Inside? Yeah. No, actually, I've got I've got a I've got a gas outlet on the back, so we can just roast it on the gas. That's not how it works. <laughs> you know, Graham, at Christmas time, anything is possible. Yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> we didn't burn the building down. Um, yeah, no, um, I'm I'm rather excited to get started in this. I'm interested For to sure. see what your choices are. Yeah, well, Graham, you know, um. I'll uh I'll get the reindeer ready to go. I'll hop on the sleigh, okay. and uh, if you just make sure the fire fireplace is out, um, yep, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be there in a little bit. I got some sleigh bells that I can bring along. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, you can you can flag me down with the, with your sleigh bells. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll see you in a little bit. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I had to make so many choices. <laughs> you know, they're supposed to make at least eight choices a day. Now, that was last episode. That's true. Okay. This one's gonna be fun to edit. Um Oh wow, Graham. Ah, you have a lovely fireplace. Oh thank you. Yeah, it's it was um like- like it's just my computer monitor, but you know it it works, right? <laughs> yep. You know, Graham, it's the it's the first fireplace I've ever exited that was a computer as well. So it's a, it's a first for me, but Yeah. Oh, you you, know. you, you came... <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed the whole Santa metaphor there. <laughs> And I thought you were just like admiring my my fireplace, and I'm thinking, well, I don't have one, so like I could put one on the screen. I mean, a la Persona Four, and you just come out of the television. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. We always bring it back. We always have to bring it back. Well, um, hello everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This yes. is the Velvet Room review. Um. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, here we're ready to spread uh, joy and cheer to video game developers the world over. Yes. And uh, discuss um, our Velvety Awards. Yes. Which is our now annual show. Yes. Um, because now it has been, this is our second annual Velvety. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we're gonna hand out some awards that um, maybe a little different than your, you know, best gameplay, best art, um, because these are uh, they're a little bit more personal in places and a little bit more subjective. Um, they we use a bit of a unique scoring system here at the on the Velvet Room Review, where they are. 
loosely ba- our ratings are loosely based off of characters from the game Persona 4 Golden. Um, and so we kind of give video games a score based on how well they um, kind align? of... Align? Pardon me? How well they align? Yeah, how well they align with the character. And so, um, yeah, I th- we're going to kind of... We're going to go over the characters. Well, not go over the characters, but when we come to the awards, we'll kind of um, give a brief description of why this award exists and what the characters kind of about mm-hmm. to give you a little bit more context. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, after after we go through those character awards, those are kind of the main velvities. Um, we have some just general year-end velvities to give out. And also... Um, since we're ending a decade, we have a couple of decade-specific categories mm-hmm. um, of awards that we'd like to give out. And, uh, Graham, I'd like to remind our viewers at home that um, if, by chance, uh, our awards um, match, if you give the same award to a game that I have given oh, yeah. the similar award, then that developer is entitled to a Velvet Room Review seal of approval, Yes, um, which will be mailed to them. Uh, in three to five business days. Um, so we had, I think, about three last year. Yeah, it was and, something like that. Yeah, and I know Insomniac Games really appreciated um, the craftsmanship of the seal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, cross your fingers, developers. Um, you know, it's coming at you, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Graham, I think we should uh, just just dive right in. Yeah, I agree. Um uh, so what what character you want to start with tonight, Graham? Um, I kind of like the list that you we talked about in the pre-show. Like go through um like the main cast, and then we've got our um, best and least. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on the uh, bottom of my list, not necessarily for quality, just I put them there first. Uh, uh Yosuke, Yosuke, Har- Har- Harunuma. Uh, I, I think that's know. right. Harunu, uh, oh Yosuke boy, it's kinda, H. Because <laughs> like I know it's Chie Satanaka, it's Yukiko Amagi, Kanji Tatsumi. Yep, yep. that's right. Uh, Naoto Shirogane. That's good. I, I was going to call her Naoto-kun. <laughs> I mean, you can. But, um, Risei Kujikawa, um, Naoto and Dojima. And Teddy. And Teddy. And Fox. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Yosuke. Um, do we want to talk about who Yosuke is or just give the award and explain our reasoning? Um, let's, like, briefly. Like, he's kind of a... He's, like... The, he's a bro. <laughs> he, um, he's, like, uh... Like, not in a bro in the way that, like... Um, he's not a jock or anything like that. Yeah. He's kind of like a Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good analogy. He's like he's like your he's like a cool. Okay, sorry. He's he's like a good friend, who is kind of womanizer, but his heart's in the right place. And a bit of a goofball. A, he's a bit of a goofball. He's got a great head of hair, <laughs> um, but you know you can count on him. Yeah, he's very dependable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, and so this velvety uh, 
I can go first. Uh, please do. Um, yeah, so this one, uh, some of them I have like runner-ups and stuff, but this one had only one, and that was Diablo. Ah, um, Diablos, of course. Yeah, because well, it made sense for me, Diablos, but it, that one just kind of made sense to me because it was, um, for me, the experience of uh, playing that game was just hanging out with you guys and um mm-hmm. we didn't really have to hang like say too much or um it was just kind of we're chilling and occasionally talking about stuff and destroying thousands and thousands of baddies thousands yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i think that um that kind of made sense to me yeah i could see it for sure um one thing i want to clarify that we didn't clarify before our awards are going to be given out to games that we played this year, whether they came out this year or not, or mm-hmm. whether we talked about them on, on the podcast or not. Um, well, anything like, that we played in 2019. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so what would you give it, or what would you give the validity to? Um, so I I decided to award my Yosuke H award to um, Borderlands One the game of the year edition that was re-released for PS4 uh, in April of this year. Okay. Um, just because it makes me feel comfortable and it's, it's familiar. Um, it's a, uh, it's like, it's like, it felt like a high school reunion in a sense. Mm. I'm like, I'm back with my good friends, uh, you know, brick and the <laughs> other guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so I decided to get that Mayosuke because um, yeah, it, fe- it it feels very familiar and I felt very comfortable with it. Awesome, and yeah. it's a co-op game. And whenever I think of Yosuke, I think of friendship. So that is, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That is a good way to describe him. Mm-hmm. I feel well, like sometimes we don't always do justice to the characters, but <laughs> um, I yeah. think that's that's a good way. like that is. No matter how much we may say about a character, I don't know, but like they are fantastic people, anyways. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like um, they can get kind of re- reduced. Mm, that's very true. But um, that's a very good point. Which is why it's, I guess it's good to have a velvety every once in a while to yeah. kind of re re understand them. Yeah, reorient yourself for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so no seal of approval there, but... Mm-hmm. The night is young. Yeah, and congrats to those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's next on the list? The Chie Satanaka Award. Yes. Do you want to describe... Well, hmm, should I mm. describe Chie? <laughs> uh, uh. So, yeah, Chie is um, a spunky... Uh, young lady who cares deeply for her friends um, is very protective of her friends and loves to eat lots of meat and mm-hmm. she loves kung fu kung fu, <laughs> kung fu. Mm-hmm. she likes she loves kung fu and um, yeah she's not afraid to get in Yosuke's face mm-hmm yeah. And also she wears green. She does wear green. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss anything, Graham? Um, 
I think that's that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, like meat. Yeah, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, why, why don't you go first? For sure. Uh, so this year I decided to award oxen free, uh, my Chie Satsnaka award. Hmm. There is a co- color correlation with, of course, green in Oxenfree, but um, also Alex, the character, main character in Oxenfree, I found had pretty similar traits to um, GA in the, I mean, depending on your actions, depending on, um, or sorry, in, in regards to like her passion in defending her friends um, from this evil threat and uh, her protection of them and uh, loyalty to them. Um so that's why I went with Oxen Free for that title. Nice. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, how, about, how about you? I think for me, I was thinking maybe Smash Bros, but I think I'll go with um, Hades, which is okay. that um, the hack and slash um, game about like getting out of hell as okay. the son of Hades. Um, I guess because it's you know like it's action packed. Um, and but like there's also you know like a, a lot of uh, good connections between the characters, um, like between the main character, like he does clearly care for the other characters in the story, and um, I'm not doing it justice, but uh, it's a it's an extremely fun game to play. Um, yeah, I see hints of green in the images. There are hints. <laughs> there are hints of green because. <laughs> Despite it being like literal hell, um, there is a there's a strong green imagery as well. Mm. So that that's another reason. Well, there you go. Congratulations, yeah. Hades. Yeah, and congrats to Oxenfree. Okay. Next up, we have our Teddy Award, um, and Teddy is uh, the comic relief. Would you yes. agree? Mm-hmm. He's not always the most, the easiest to be around. <laughs> you don't like Teddy Grimm. I, I know this. You, you know I don't. Um, well, you know, he he's um, he's difficult. Although now that I know that he was voiced by Sam Regal, um, who's a person who's on Critical Role. Um, oh really? Yeah. Um, he uh. It kind of makes sense, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. The <laughs> my description for him was games that I tolerated <laughs> and uh, kind of liked. Um, so I guess I, I kind of forgot about the fact that Teddy is a funny character, so I might have to think about this another minute. Um, Are you sure he voiced? Oh, there he is. Yeah, Sam Sam Regal voiced Teddy. Right, not in the original. They re. It's a different voice actor for Gold. Oh yeah, interesting. They did the same thing with Chie. But, yeah, uh, I remember that she had a different voice. Like um, I remember hearing about that. Um, because I was gonna give it to Persona Three, which is a good game, but definitely not that funny. Um, yeah, definitely not. I think that I'd have to give it to Disco Elysium. Ah, okay. You put, you've been playing that recently, haven't you? Yeah, um, because it is 
it's it's a very um it's like it's a fascinating game um it does have a significant amount of humor in it and your character can be pretty awful in it as well so kind of both things work um because like your character can be like an absolutely terrible like your character was an absolutely terrible person basically and then you're coming in after he had amnesia and um oh, okay yeah it's a, it's a neat game um but uh it, it does have like a fantastic sense of humor um strong kind of um discussion of the self um yeah no i think that i think that would fit okay and uh how about for you uh my teddy award um i i i don't mind teddy just as much as uh, or i don't dislike teddy as much as you might dislike um to me teddy is of course the comic relief but they do really weird things with him in the game um so I decided to give my Teddy Award to Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Okay. Uh, because it has that cartoony style. Uh, it's quite comedic. But also it goes places I did not expect. Uh, mm. Things that are very weird and a little uncomfortable. Much like when Teddy uh, spontaneously developed a human body halfway through the game. Mm -hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where my Teddy Award is going. Yeah, no, that sounds good. All right, moving right, right along. Uh, okay. Our Rise Award. Yeah. Can you describe Rise? Uh, um, she's... Oh, man. Actually, I could give it a crack. Yeah, g give it a go. So she's... um. So Rise Kujikawa... Um, she's uh, basically an idol um, like a Japanese uh, pop idol and um, who became disillusioned with the, the idol life and um, moved back to like the town And but she's got a, a fairly bubbly personality um, and definitely very um, like affectionate and um, close to like protective of those who are around her or her friends. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of, uh, like a lot of depth to her that, um, a lot of flash, but also the depth I'd say mm -hmm. like, she definitely can be, um, very like she can put forth a persona, no pun intended <laughs> of, um, of being a very bubbly kind of energetic, uh, like, the the idol personality right um but then she's also like you know a a person that um has struggles and problems and tries to overcome things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that being said graham uh what game did you award with the risei kujikawa award i gave it to slay the spire um oh, okay because um like you might go into it thinking it's somewhat one note, um, but there's there's a lot of depth to be had, um, and there's a lot, um, you know, a lot beneath the surface. And the more that you kind of look, the more you see. Hmm. 
That that was my reasoning. Okay. Yeah. How about how about for you? So, I, my reasoning's slightly different, but I went with Donkey Kong Country Returns. Okay. So it's like to me, I the think the couple of things I think of Reese right about is like she's pop star. And she's very flirty. Okay. And so, to me, like, Donkey Kong um, has that, like, bright and bubbly visual that Mm -hmm. in my mind was connecting with Risei. And although it's a lot of fun, um, and I liked it a lot, you know, it's not quite a Yukiko. So, um, in that instance, I said, well, if it's not a Yukiko, then it's definitely a Risei. Okay. You know? Hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can get behind that. I mean I'd go I'd go to the mall with Donkey Kong Country, but I wouldn't <laughs> invite it over for Christmas. That's that's always the the end like the criteria to meet. <laughs> that that's that's what we compare everything to. I wouldn't take Donkey Kong Returns out for Valentine's Day. <laughs> No, although it is a co-op game. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, congratulations to Donkey Kong and Slay the Spire. Yeah. No no seal of approval yet. Which is a little surprising, but... Yeah, no, it's a little bit, uh, I think... I don't know, maybe our... I feel like in the first year, I spent a lot of time playing the podcast games. Mm-hmm. And this year, I didn't quite. I had a bit more, bit more free time or something. But I played more games outside of the podcast. Hmm. Okay. Um, and yet, I think I played fewer games than I did last year. I'm not entirely sure how that worked out, but for me, it's been an odd year. Like, we were, we were talking pre-show, like how few games from this year we bought or played this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a kind of an outlier, I think, of a year for for I don't know. I know a lot of good new games have come out. I just haven't played any of them, unfortunately. So well, you think like last year I had God of War, Spider Man, um, this year. Like, <laughs> I mean, those are the two that come to mind yeah, right away. Yeah, like this year had uh, did last year have yeah, this. This year, like Sekiro, uh, Resident Evil 2, um, Link's Awakening, uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah. Th- those are like the big ones. But I, w- I guess I wasn't too interested in a lot of those. That's fair. Not in the same way that I was for like God of War or Spider-Man. Which... See, but would you have played God of War or Spider-Man if not for the podcast? No. There you go. Which is something that I always enjoy is yeah. discovering stuff for sure. Like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's move on. Actually, next on my list here is Yukiko. Um, okay. And uh, oh man, <laughs> we're gonna be careful. I describe this. <laughs> um, simply put, <laughs> Yukiko is the love of your life, and uh, she's perfect. And uh, she's just wonderful to be around. She, um, she's the sole um, daughter of the owners of uh, a 
a famous inn and she has to shoulder the responsibility of um, she's going to have to take over the inn when she's older. Um, and that's really kind of weighs on her. But mm. she um, she manages, well, she kind of, be, with the help of, like, well, no, on her own, she kind of yeah. discovers the strength to keep going. Yeah, that, um, that to me is, like, her defining trait is, like, she 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 knows she might be happier like leaving town and following her own future but she knows that duty requires her to stay and she comes to that conclusion and comes to terms with it like without the interference of the player which that's that's something that persona does well i think in general Mm -hmm. yeah is showing the personal growth without you being the reason for it right you're not the catalyst you're just the observer in a sense yeah so yeah and so graham who did you award or should i go first this time um well i think i'll I'll go i think it's um i actually kind of forgot that celeste came out this year as well which Ah, i also really enjoyed very good game um but i don't think there's any um question that it would be the outer wilds for me um like it, it was a game that i just instantly fell in love with um and it has a like a wild sense of humor and a sense of discovery and exploration and um constraint and freedom mm-hmm. and it's um probably the m- most it's the game that i've thought about the mm-hmm. most this year by far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah otherwise was very close for me okay okay but I didn't go that way. I went a different route. And um, I made a joke earlier about spending Christmas with Yukiko. In, in Persona 4, that's a major moment. You spend Christmas like with your love interest. And for us, that was Yukiko. And so that's the, kind of like a recurring joke. But it's also infected my mind of like okay. games, I, games I associate with Christmas now. I also now associate with Yukiko. <laughs> um, and that had more bearing on... on this category okay um, probably than anything else actually but um i decided to award my yukiko amagi award to star wars battlefront 2 um i did not expect that i i know i didn't think you did would um not because it's a per it's it was like a perfect experience and i loved it from the start um but to me the battlefront series for the past like three christmases is something that I've been like playing, like Battlefront One, and then Two came out the following Christmas, and I played it again last Christmas, and so it has that like level of Christmasiness to me, but also it has evolved and changed so much since, uh, you know, where it started, um, and it didn't need to do that, but the developers said, hey, we've got a duty to to change and be better, um, to better meet our customers' needs or our consumers' needs. And actually, right now, I'm downloading it because I want to play it again. Uh, obviously, because I'm a little hyped up on Star Wars with the new movie, but also because I want to see what it's been like in the months or year that I haven't played it. I stopped. I got the Platinum Trophy in, like, January, so just snuck it into this year. But, uh, again, it's just a, a game that, to me, um, I associate with Christmas. I associate with, like, 
changing of its own accord almost and also um it's one of those shooters that like i just find fun to play um and like there it's just there's not a lot of sense of like playing because i have to to get like a trophy it's just like i'm gonna play for a lot of fun as well so hmm that's cool yeah that's my yukiko award i like it Mm-hmm. oh man we're we got a lot more to go here yet we're already half an hour in yeah well we spent the first <laughs> 12 minutes of our recording <laughs> at least on the intro um <laughs> gag yeah yeah for sure all right well intro and gag yeah yes yeah and now for naoto yes now now naoto yes and naoto is um an intellectual she is um very detective yes uh she's very um reliant on logic and facts and deduction and uh she's very intelligent and um a little, I would say maybe a little socially awkward. Would you agree? Yeah, maybe a little disconnected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But primarily her her intellect and her logic kind of set her apart um, from the rest of the uh, crew. It's definitely a bit of a turning point when she joins the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do you want to go first? For sure. So my um, not uh, Nanako, not quite yet. My uh, Naoto of the Year award goes to uh, Detroit Become Human. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, that game to me, that game is all about <clears throat> you play as um, androids. Who to me, like that's their main trait is that they're very logical, and analytical, and intelligent. And it made me really think a lot about the choices I was making, um, the repercussions um, of, like, androids in the future. Um, and just, like, again, that uh, age-old question of, like, the, the, the humanity of an android. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, about um, yeah, how much, how much intelligence, how many rights, kind of, should uh, an artificial intelligence have? Yeah, and you know what is emotion and and feeling and identity. Yeah. So I mean that, and we've talked about that numerous times. Um, you know, Mass Effect two and three, mm-hmm. this game and Soma. And it'll, it'll continue to come up again and again, I feel. It's a fascinating topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, um, my choice was Hacknet, mm. uh, which is the kind of hacker game. Um, I chose it, well, I guess because it made me feel the smartest. Um, <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah. So, like, because it is, it is, like, hacking into the mainframe and um doing all all like you you feel very i think i talked about it in the review like you feel very powerful you feel very smart um when you're doing these things and kind of it's got a little bit of a detective feel but because you're investigating a murder um 
but uh yeah no it, it's it's the game that made me think about intelligence i suppose mm-hmm. so um yeah that's that's why i would choose it that well very good well congrats to hacknet and detroit become human mm-hmm Okay, so up next is our Kanji Award. Uh, Graham, do you want to describe for us the animal that is Kanji Tatsumi? That's a bit of a difficult one. He's, um, it's kind of like the cliche, but like gruff, but, um, lovable. Mm hmm. But, um, he, he really kind of, he fits that bill well, um, in that he's kind of this, um like not angry but like can be a little aggressive um kind of punk looking guy but is actually very kind and innocent um and uh um definitely kind of he struggles with the concept of like what is a man and um and that kind of thing um and he's but he's a very I don't know, a very kind person. I think that's kind of what's stuck with me, is that that aspect of him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he, like, the one situation where he uh, made a doll for a girl, like, for, like, a little girl, um, and he was kind of concerned about, like, oh, is this something that I should do if I'm a man? Um, but it was, like, his his... He does these kind of like very kind, generous things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, he's a character that struggles with identity. Yeah, and, which uh, and yeah, yeah, which they all they all do to a degree. Yeah, yeah, P- pursuing their true self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for me, I'd say. Um, it's between like Kirby's Epic Yarn and Donkey Kong. Okay. Um, I feel uh, I yeah. Let's let's go with Kirby's Epic Yarn because like aside from the obvious um, like yarn and knitting parallels, um, it was also just like like you and I played it together a little bit, and it was just kind of you know it was fun to um, hang it. It's a very relaxing game. It's a very peaceful game. Um, uh, punctured by moments of um, panic where <laughs> um, one person's falling off the ledge and grabs the other person and drags him down with them. Um, that was a fun game. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think because it, it has that... Um, I, I'm not doing it justice, but um, it's got a very soft quality... But it's also um, this is where this is where Donkey Kong, this is kind of where the the Donkey Kong, um, they're almost like two sides of a coin. I'd say, mm. if I could, I give them both. But um, yeah, for me, Kanji was the hardest. Yeah, award to give. Okay, and it's funny because the the game you've given it to is like complete contrast to what I've given it to. Um. You did like Soma or something? You you got it. I gave it to Soma, and um, it, it it's not it's not a perfect fit, but I wanted Soma to be recognized, um, 
uh. some are on my list and um to me someone's like uh kanji has a very rough exterior and he's very like intimidating and soma has a very intimidating story or, or gameplay and but it also deals again a lot about identity yes very uh, that's a good deck uh, thing to grab onto mm-hmm. and it, it was a game that i really enjoyed um again made me think and that's why i i gave it the kanji award um uh for this year's melodies yeah no that i like that mm-hmm. so we've gotten this far and we still don't have a I have our taste diverged or have we just played a lot of different games um yeah it's it's it, it also could be like we interpret the characters in different ways right and absolutely true different criteria different games so which is a very cool idea yeah yeah so yeah. um do we, do we want to save our our fox and nanako awards for the very end of the podcast or yeah let's do that because otherwise okay. why would yeah no that makes sense that's what do you do? Okay. Um, and let's, uh, we might need to pick up the pace a little bit. Fair enough. But, um, cause we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight or nine to go. Okay. Well, so fair. we, we can do this. I have, yeah, uh, we, we can, we can do this. All right. Let's, let's look at the year, um, outside of kind of the games yeah. that we played. Um, what was your favorite episode of the podcast this year? Um, I'm going to say Modern Warfare. Ah, okay. Yeah, because um, it was one that I was I was kind of interested, like, because I felt very divided on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we had a really interesting discussion. Um, yeah, and Yeah, like, uh, a few of the other ones that I mentioned before, like Donkey Kong, Kirby, were great to play, but we didn't really talk about them all that much. Mm-hmm. But Modern Warfare... Um, it was cool to be able to talk about stuff like that, and we got some great fan art out of it too. Yeah, wait, what was the fan art? The Gilly Goat. The Gilly Goat. I'll have to look it up. You have to go back and listen. Yeah, I can remember the Donkey Kong fan art. That that was the opening joke, I think. That was the Gilly Goat. The punchline was Gilly Goat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to Um, listen to it again. Yeah. Well, great choice. Uh, my choice this year was Detroit Become Human. Um, mm. Subtitles, <laughs> Subtitled the Will Smith operating system, which <laughs> looking back really made me laugh. But how I went through oh, this, yeah. um, I, I, I determined, okay, what games did we talk about for more than an hour? Because that to me is, means like we really are invested in the game. If we spend more than 40 minutes talking about a game, we truly care about it. Yeah. And um, just... just us discussing our different choices and our different viewpoints um it to me was very mass effect like and that's why it was my favorite episode this year that's cool i like that Hmm. um what's one game that you played this year or that you missed out on playing this year graham that you wish um, you would have played one that got away oh i completely misunderstood this category uh-oh well i i wrote it as the ones that we didn't play on the podcast that I kind of wanted to. Okay. But, um, sorry, the category is ones that, oh, well, that's easy then. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Okay. Um, 
it was a game that like I saw and I was interested in. And I was kind of excited about it. And then I was like, mm, it's $80. I'll wait. And then I never picked it up. It's on Steam sale. Uh, but it, my computer's not... I would have to buy a new computer. <laughs> Very true. Okay. Okay. What was what was your answer going to be, though? Um, For one that, like... Uh, I, Persona 5. I'd say that was the one that got away. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, there were so many games this year that came out like, that I'm like, oh, I'm interested in, but um, I haven't been able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, after much deliberation, I the one that got away from me, I think, was Resident Evil 2. Okay, um, yeah. Now that Resident Evil 3 is coming out and just the review, the rave reviews it's gotten, um, I, I kind of wish I would have picked it up. It seems like a really well done game. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I I I really do. I know it might seem bad, but I love remakes of games because it's it's like they are you know basing this new work off of old work, and even in like remasters or remodels, it's like the level of care that can be there um to me is is really impactful it shows like how those games have developed passion and new developers um hmm. to remake the game right like my, my favorite example of that um is for like ocarina of time when they remade it for the 3ds or the up resident or whatnot there was like a big argument about whether to leave in glitches or not and older devs were like no we have to fix these and younger devs were like no that's what made this game so cool mm. So yeah. uh, that's one thing I do like about remakes is like it it allows uh, a young or a fresh perspective on an old game, but also shows you know how those games have inspired the industry. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little tangent there, but we're we're racking through them. Uh, your it's most, fine. It's fine. Your most anticipated game, Graham, for 2020. Persona Five Scramble. Okay, that's um, different than Royal, right? Yes, that's different than Royal. Okay, I heard about this, that, but I don't know anything about it. That that game is also on my like anticipated lists, but I'm not 100% sure I'm going to get it mm-hmm. because that involves playing through the entirety of Persona 5 again, mm-hmm. um, which is a large, gargantuan task. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, if we do it for the podcast, maybe. But It's, it's um, Christmas time, Graham. Anything can happen. Yeah. Well, it doesn't come back till February. It's Valentine's Day, Graham. Anything can happen. True. Um, it's basically a uh, like a It's like um, do you know Dynasty Warriors or Hyrule Warriors? Have you heard uh, of Hy- Hyrule yes, Warriors? It was the, like the hack and slash kind yes. of game. Mm-hmm. It's the same genre of gameplay, um, and it's a direct sequel to Persona Five. Oh, yeah. Cool. Which is very exciting because um, I don't know. I I'd, I'd love to see more of the characters in that universe. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I feel it. I got it. I get it. Like that, that's one of the reasons why I've been like, mm, maybe I'll pick up the Persona Four fighting games, but that would in, that would involve learning fighting games. I know, and fighting games are not my thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I understand that for sure. All right, yeah. we're very cool. And for you? Uh, the Avengers. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I am uh, I'm a huge comic book guy, and I love superhero video games, and we have almost none of them anymore. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, this new iteration. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, totally original story. It's got some great voice actors attached to it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, Graham, uh, we're halfway through the, the episode, and I'm I'm rustle, I'm wrestling with my best of the year, actually. Oh, having uh, a having a change of heart. I don't know. Oh boy. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. We made some last minute changes to our <laughs> our, our li- structure. Li- our structure, and now I'm like, oh, I sh- why did I give that thing to that one when this one would have worked better? <laughs> but that's okay. We'll get through. Um, I think uh, that's kind of an unwritten rule that we did of like a game doesn't can't get the same like can't get multiple awards or not too many awards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's where thing where the character awards are actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So now we'll move on to a couple of words just about the decade as the decade's coming to the close, a close, the twenty tens. Um, Graham, what do you think the 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 best made game was? Technically, you know, quality number one. I'd have to go with Breath of the Wild. Ah. Um, I think because it has like a bit of a timeless appeal in the graphical design and uh, um, really um, a reinvention of the whole Zelda formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like really impactful. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's gorgeous. It sounds great. It looks great. Um, it plays fantastically. It has that wonderful sense of exploration that I have recently seemed to discover that I love. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, and discovery, um, I, I really, this was for, uh, yeah, best, best made, like production wise, it's it's very mm-hmm. good. So mm-hmm. it's not um like it doesn't have the graphical fidelity of Assassin's Creed Odyssey or something, but I right. think it'll age better. Right. Yeah. Well, Graham, um sound the alarm. Oh man. <laughs> it is uh also on my list for best made game of the decade. So we have our first Velvet Room review seal of approval. Um, deserving um, game absolutely and uh, my logic for this was like it was the best game with the least amount of flaws or issues i think of games like skyrim it's got a lot of glitches in it and as i was kind of like running through other games to me breath of the wild stood out in regards to like just quality is top notch and so kudos to the development team uh, for that and your velvety is on the way yeah, congrats. Mm-hmm. All right, Graham. I think we're moving at a good pace now. Yeah. Um, What do you think was a trendsetter for the industry uh, this decade? To me, like, there was nothing but Minecraft. Uh, um, okay. I think just for its its social impact. Mm-hmm. Um, like, seriously, like, it's... it's um, I think it's changed the way that people look at games. Um, 
No, Siri. <laughs> Siri wants to get in on this Minecraft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's. I think it's something that's completely changed the the idea of what can be a popular game. Mm. Um, mm. What can like um, you think of stuff like Fortnite? Probably wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for Minecraft. Hmm. Um, it's pioneered the sense of exploration. It's been such a massive involvement in so many kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think Minecraft is the thing that is fueling the next generation of game developers, at least in the next few years. Yeah. I. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, definitely worthy of the title. Um, and like you said, like, as, you know, the younger generation gets older, like, we're going to see um, the results of Minecraft. Um, pa- uh, how would you say this? Impassionizing? Impassionating? Um, inspiring. How about that? Yeah, inspiring in- works. Inspiring younger people um, or young kids. I mean, we were pretty young when Minecraft came out, so. Um, but, like, it's it's stuck around and continues to thrive and update, so. Yeah. I think that's a solid answer. Um, definitely uh, worthy. I went a little differently. Um, okay. For me, I, I was looking at what game impacted other games uh, to be made or made okay. differently. And the answer I went with was Dark Souls. Okay. Yep. No, I can see that. Um, which just with the rives, I, I won't, I wouldn't call them copycats, but like, so uh, I think we could say like soul Dark Souls inspired. Yeah. Um, There's I, like a, almost like souls like, yeah. Souls born. You might call them. Yeah. Um, I know Demon Souls came first, but it also came out prior to the decade starting. So, um, yeah, Dark Souls is on my list in regards to like it. Um, it brought back this 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 rise of like difficulty in video games and this discussion of you know what is difficult or what is you know um, unfair and how do you balance that and and how do you tell a story in a more subtle subtle way and. Mm-hmm. All these little things that you know you can you can definitely identify now in other games, right? Um, like I asked a friend about the new Star Wars games, and he's like, "It plays a, a little bit like Dark Souls, right? It's become that descriptor of like, oh, this game's like Dark Souls, or it's got that Souls aspect." So, yeah, no, absolutely, mm-hmm. it's super impactful. I think it probably also, um, like improved the discussion around accessibility in video games um like uh the idea of how accessible a game is like in terms of its difficulty um in terms of how i want to say that because there's been a rise in i think awareness of accessibility and in games like celeste Mm. um where it's got the whole assist mode um and uh like being able to have games that um, that everyone can play regardless of uh, any physical or mental limitations. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I think that's I, that can be partially attributed to 
the discussion that arose around Dark Souls' difficulty. Hmm. Interesting. Very neat. Okay. Uh, Graham, yeah. what yes. game did you enjoy most this decade? Enjoyed most this decade? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, you know, that's a actually quite difficult title. Uh, quite difficult. Um, cause like I can think of games, like I'm, I'm looking at, uh, games that I most enjoyed this decade. That's a really, it's really hard. tough one. It's tough. Um, I think maybe Undertale. Um, it was, okay. I was, I had a few, like, I really enjoyed Heat Signature, Mass Effect, Bloodborne, Persona 5, um, and Undertale wasn't actually even on my list there, but, um, because it's, it's had a lasting appeal on, you know, the way that I think, well, this is kind of a personally impactful game, eh, whatever. Yeah, they were so close for me too. They're, they're really close, um. Like, in terms of pure fun, like, it's hard to beat Smash Bros, Mario Kart, um, Heat Signature Jackbox, even. Um, oh, man. Um, but I think of a game that I I really thoroughly enjoyed the whole time, and it's a game that I can continue to enjoy, I'd say Undertale. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about how how about for you? Well, Graham, this should come as no surprise. Mass it's three. yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like we have another category coming up uh, that is personally impactful, and to me, it's like it's almost it is almost both of them. Yeah. Um, but I can't I can't tell you how many like hours of discussion I've had about Mass Effect 3 and the trilogy as a whole, but 3 in particular, it's my favorite one of the series. I know that's kind of cliche, not necessarily cliche to say, but... Well, it's, it's uh, what... Um, controversial to say. Controversial, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, disregarding, like, the ending kind of stuff, right? the whole game was fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely had flaws, for sure. Um, but, like, to me, the... The gameplay was the best. The gameplay was the best. The, the the conclusion to the characters and and just like again, um, the interactions mm. you have with like Garrus and Liara and like all and Joker and Edie and like all these characters that you've been with for you know hundreds of hours at this point, it all gets wrapped up pretty nicely, um, especially when you add in the set of the LDLC in there. Um, oh, yeah. It's just this, it's this beautiful send-off, actually. Um, that, you know, makes... that Like, Mass Effect 3 makes me, like, emotional. Like, when I play it, it, it you know, it, it brings emotions out that most, if not all games, probably don't. Um, so that's why it's my, my favorite game of the decade. Hmm. Boom. Nice. And then on to personally impactful games. Um, since I couldn't give it to Mass Effect 3, I opted to give it to Persona 4 Golden. Mm-hmm. Because not only is it a great game uh, that does also bring out levels of emotion similar to Mass Effect 3, 
but it uh, kickstarted the podcast, and here we are, two years in, continuing That's to do this. That's hard to And you know, it, it's it's like that. It's compounding effect. How many games have have you or I played that we would not have if not for this podcast? And we yeah. can trace it all back to Persona. Um. Yeah, like. Yeah. Um. I guess I was I was thinking. I was going to give it to Monument Valley, okay. which is a a small iOS puzzle game that um, it was impactful in on me um, as a like early on in my um, in my university career mm-hmm. as it kind of it was the game that kind of made me really start thinking about game development. And also mm-hmm. about game design and design in general. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's been like a passion of mine for a while. Um, which is, I guess, one thing that I love about being able to talk about stuff like this. It, the 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 moment for me in that game was I I played it for the first time, and I played through the tutorial level of the game, and then stopped, put the game down. And wrote for like half an hour um, about the design of mm. the very first level of it. Because mm. it was all about impossible architecture. Mm. Um, and it basically, it um, in the first, in the tutorial level, there are, there are no unused elements. And it shows you how to solve the level and at the same time teaching you about the core premise of the game. Mm-hmm. And that just absolutely blew me away. Hmm. Um, as for its impact on me today, though, hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a harder question. I think, like, I owe, I owe a lot to Persona 4 for um, well, like the podcast and... Um, it's definitely had more of a, uh, an impact on my day-to-day life, mm-hmm. I'd say. <laughs> the idea is, like, not just from video game playing, but also, like, thoughts about identity and um, kind of being able to accept yourself. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely something that's emotionally impacted me. Um. Yeah, like, and they feel like friends. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so like, I think I might kind of have to retire Monument Valley. Mm. Um, I think I think Persona Four Golden might be up there. Then uh, that's a tough choice, but um, I think in terms of like an impact on me as a person. Monument Valley is great, but I think that Persona 4 is probably the game that's had the largest impact on me. Okay. Next, like, after Undertale, I'd say. Okay. After Undertale or... um, Yeah. No, so I'll... (laughs) It sounds begrudging. It's not. Um, I think I'll I'll give that one to Persona 4 Golden as well. Okay. That's another seal of approval. Yeah. Congratulations! Woohoo! Yeah. Well deserved. So it's Persona and uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. 
Yeah, both both good games. Good games. I should play Persona 4 again. I know. I think we're going to do it, Graham. I think we should. New. It would be like my first new game plus. Ever? Like, I almost never replay games. Wow. Like, before this podcast. Wow. Um, I can't, like... I can remember re- trying to replay Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which is one of my favorite games as a kid. I know I'm way off track, but um, like in terms of time and stuff, but it uh, I would I booted up and I play through the first hour or so, and then I would just stop. Um, just I couldn't get uh, past the familiarity. Mm. But. Um, this might be an interesting game in the case that I'm expecting and anticipating the familiarity. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Oh boy, it's time, Graham. Although I'm, I'm still not ready for it. For our Fox and Nanako. Yeah, I'm ready for the Fox. I'm not sure about the Nanako. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. So I'll explain briefly about Fox. Um, I think we'll we'll start with Fox because that makes sense. We wouldn't want to end on Fox. You're right. Um, <laughs> Fox swindles you out of your money. <laughs> um, gives you the most. There are side quests in Persona Five, Persona Four. Most of them are boring. Um, the Fox ones are slightly better, but um, mostly just gives you side quests that you can you can do so that it's less painful for you to pay him to heal you. <laughs> oh, Would you box. say that's an accurate assessment? Yes, it is. Uh, to, yeah. to, to me, the fox is just like, hey, do this stuff. Like, just these, like, chores, basically, but, like, yeah. Uh, very puzzling inclusion to the game, but... yeah. Which, um, I can go first. Yeah, please do. Um, you're not going to like this. Oh, no. Pokemon Let's Go. Um, not that I disliked it. I want, I want to make that clear. Mm. This is, this is least and not worst. Correct. I want to make a clear distinction there. I did not dislike or hate Pokemon Let's Go. I found it to be... Devoid of personality. Okay. Um, not devoid. So I'm. I know you liked it. So I'm. I'm. Uh, like. How do I phrase this? I, I didn't. I didn't emotionally connect with it. I. I found it. To be just kind of another Pokemon game. Right. Like just. Uh, kind of like just you're along for the ride. Yeah. Per huge type thing. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it was necessary. But um yeah, so I I know that you were a fan, so I don't want to No, no worries, I, I understand. I, like and it, it's not that I like I want to make it clear. Like it's still a very good game. Um but it's what well, didn't click. Didn't click. Okay. That's fair enough. And how about for you? Um yes, again. This is not the worst game, but least favorite game. Yes. Um, I have to give it... I, I was trying to go from the guise of games that came out in 2019. Okay. Um, 
because like I played some real stinkers. Uh, okay, like, I know but, you do like you play some games just for the achievements, right? Well, you you don't have to say it like that. It's not a bad. Sorry, thing. <laughs> <laughs> you you are an achievement hunter. Yeah, and and I mean sometimes it's nice to get you know a, a, an easier or a trophy hunter. Yeah, a, an easier platinum trophy. But like mm-hmm. again, that's that's a way of I get to play other games that otherwise wouldn't. Um, so like the, it's, I've definitely played worse games than this. But to me, this is a game that I was, um, looking forward to. Um, that unfortunately, as of yet, has not met my expectations. Okay. And I don't really have a lot of desire to go back and play it. And that is Borderlands Three. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, in that instance, uh, I'm I'm pretty bummed like i was really looking forward to it i think it was probably one of my more anticipated games uh like at the start of the year or early in the year and uh it just seems very bloated and um it it doesn't really feel like borderlands anymore okay not that the game can't change but um yeah it's just uh it hasn't quite resonated with me yet i'll still continue to play it um, until I do platinum it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's my fox of the year. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just remembered that I played Cultist Simulator. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I think I, yeah, I could not make heads or tails of that game. Yeah. Um. Sorry, uh, what were we talking about? Now we're on to the Nanako. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is the best game that we, or our favorite, best that we get played of the podcast. Or best of the, what did we decide on? We, we ended up deciding on best uh, game that we played this year. Okay. Regardless of podcast or not. Best game we played this year, regardless of podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, do you want to, or should we describe Nanako? Oh, um, essentially, Nanako is, um, Nanako is like your little sister, and she's the cutest, most sweetest little girl ever, and she can do no wrong, and we must protect her. Um, but that's not necessarily what the game. <laughs> This is just our favorite game of the year, but we just called it Nanako because yeah. she's a sweetie pie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go for it? Oh, Graham. Um, oh, I don't know. Do you want me to go first? No, because then I, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Oh... Well, if yeah. we know what if you know what I'm gonna say, then I'm gonna I'm gonna say it so that you can you can be the surprise at the end. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's Outer Wilds. Yeah. Like, it. I played it in November, and it just kind of destroyed everything else that I played this year, with the exception of Celeste. Mm. Um, yeah, just I've already spoken at length about how much I love this game, so um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm giving you a little bit more time. So what do you what do you think? <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. 
Outer Wilds is the best game that came out this year that I have played. Okay. Yep. I think I, I got that idea, but you it wouldn't be your um your top game of the year. No, it wouldn't. And and that's the metric we're going by. And so I'm gonna have to give my Nanako award to Bloodborne. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I know it was like Oh, that was hard. I because now I feel bad because I don't have Elder Wilds anywhere else on my list, but it is a fantastic game. Um, although that to be said, I also it's also like one of the three games that I played this year that came out this year, um, so it's not easy for it to be best. I've only played three um, games like Link's Awakening or like Sekiro could easily have taken that spot probably, um, but Elder Wilds is a solid game. Bloodborne, mm-hmm. though, is just, uh, it's just fun. It's so much fun, and it's intense, and um, it's beautiful, and it's just, um, it's an awesome game. So, it's a fine note. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's moody and atmospheric and visceral, and it was fun, it was substantially like a lot of fun to play multiplayer review yeah um yeah despite being on different new game plus versus versus new game oh yeah i forgot about that um somehow that worked out um yeah no it's um it's kind of it's inspirational in a way like it's um it's impactful Yeah. Um it's it's a you know, it's a fantastic game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <sighs> with that the the clock is struck 11, which is not quite how the story went like the Cinderella and stuff, but you know, <laughs> we'll go with it. Um the clock strikes 11 and it's, it's time well, for it's us to go to bed. 11 it's it's midnight in Newfoundland or Nova Scotia? Um, Newfoundland has the half hour. The half hour thing. Right. It's uh, it's midnight in Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I think. Midnight in Nova. Sounds like a TV show or something. <laughs> Ooh, or like a murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. A new a uh, maritime mystery. Ooh. <laughs> should be uh, should be an author, Grant. That was pretty good. Well, yeah. um, thank everybody so much for listening um not just to this episode but to uh um what's the other word all the episodes this year (laughs) yeah um, for supporting us uh with your listens with your suggestions with your comments and uh, we look forward to 2020 and the you know 25 or so games we're going to play then uh i think it's going to be a good time so we've got a pretty strong lineup for the first bit. Yes, yes we do. So Yeah, no. Um definitely appreciate all the support and it's um I know I find it cool when people are like, Oh yeah, like I, I listen to this or I don't know, like it's cool this like um I'm having difficulty putting it into words. But um yeah, I appreciate your support. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, until uh, until next decade, Graham. Uh, again, thank you for listening. If you did like, if this is your first time listening, interesting choice. But um, if you like the episode, please let us know. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, iTunes. You can leave us a review there. You can tell your friends. That's the best way for us to grow. Um, we always love suggestions, again, and feedback. Uh, negative is probably better than positive so that we can improve uh, as we move forward. C- constructive criticism. Yes, very good way to put it. And uh, game requests is a big one as well. Um, so, yeah, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.